Blog Talk Radio. This is the Body of Christ Church. And welcome to Tendrance is the Kids the King. Board of Governors meetings 
or participating in any other league activity. I am also fining Mr. Sterling $2.5 million, the maximum amount allowed under the NBA Constitution. These funds will be donated to organizations dedicated to anti-discrimination and tolerance efforts that will be jointly selected by the NBA and its Players Association. As for Mr. Sterling's ownership interest in the Clippers, I will urge the Board of Governors to exercise its authority to force a sale of the team and will do everything in my power to ensure that that happens. This has been a painful moment for all members of the NBA family. I appreciate the support and understanding of our players during this process. And I am particularly grateful for the leadership shown by Coach Doc Rivers, Union President Chris Paul, and Mayor Kevin Johnson of Sacramento, who has been acting as the player's representative in this matter. We stand together in condemning Mr. Sterling's views. They simply have no place in the NBA. Thank you, and I'll take any questions. Welcome once again to another episode of Repentance is the Key. I'm the host, your brother, Abadja, and tonight's episode, uh, we're actually going to deal with some of the uh, comments made by, uh, at the time of this show, current uh, Los Angeles Clippers uh, team owner, Donald Sterling, um, and some comments that he were uh, made in a uh, private conversation with his, uh, I guess we'll say his mistress, because <laughs> he's still at this time, uh, married to his wife of, uh, leave, uh, 50 some odd years. Um, but we're dealing less with what he said. We're going to have to touch on that. We are going to address that. Um, but dealing more so into why these things were said as it pertains to the Bible. Um, what you just heard was a clip from the current NBA commissioner, um, Adam Silver. And this was the uh, response you know, what the NBA did as a response to this information coming out, I believe it was on TMZ early uh, in April. So before we go any further, I want to introduce my uh, guest for this evening. I want to introduce first the brother, Kakunga Gamar. Uh, Kakunga Gamar actually uh, hosts one of our shows on the Body of Christ Radio Network that airs on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. called Are You Smarter Than Your Pastor? So we're going to bring Kakunga in. Kakunga, how are you doing? Hey, shalom, my most high Christ. Bless everyone out there. Uh, hopefully everyone is edified Thus saith the Lord According to the scriptures That we're going to go over In this situation And it's a pleasure And an honor to be here Giving all praises To the Most High God Through His Son Christ All right And the uh, next host That I want to uh, introduce Is the Brother Godwin. Uh The Brother Godwin Actually hosts a show On the Body of Christ Radio Network As well Called Kings and Priests Which airs 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time On Saturdays so, good night. I'm going to bring you in. Shalom, brother. What's going on? 
Okay, Shalom. Blessings and greetings. Um, all praises to the Most High in Christ for another Sabbath to rest and relax. But um, definitely to get in the show, but you know, I want to ask you why. I'm banning all shows dealing with Donald Sterling. We're not to talk about it. <laughs> you want to ban all shows dealing with Donald Sterling. It's a mute point. I mean, it's 2014. Racism is still alive. Our people need to wake up. You know, we're not going to get any complete justice in in America or any of the lands that we scattered. The only one that's going to bring us justice is Jesus Christ. And what does that mean for us? That means we're going to have a homeland. We have our own land, and no one can put us out. It's like, oh, this is such a racist thing. There's bigger fish to fry that people aren't even thinking of. You know, as long as they got a piece of chicken and they can watch a basketball game, everything is fine when it's not. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I mean, that, that's actually one of the issues uh, or one of the topics that we are going to get into uh, this evening. You know, because some of the things that I wanted to deal with, that was actually one of them. And uh, one of the other points that I wanted to deal with was, you know, just dealing with the question, can you legislate morality? You know, can you pass laws that can force people to to deal with certain things, regardless of what they so-called may believe? Um, You know, and another thing that I want to deal with, and that I actually touched on it, was, you know, really how being that the you know, the comments were targeted uh, specifically towards uh, African-Americans, black people, what have you, uh, and Latinos. Um, you know, what our viewpoint should really be on this whole thing? Should we really give a care about it, or should it be like, hey, it's just a sign of the times, you know? It's a so-called, you know, a lot of people believe since the election of uh, Barack Obama, um, you know, and some of the other so-called significant milestones that have happened within the last, say, maybe 10 years or so, uh, a lot of people really believe that we live in what they call a post-racial society, meaning that all of the atrocities of the so-called Jim Crow era, the Civil Rights era, and even during, uh, you know, the time period of the early 80s, you know, Reaganomics and all of those things, uh, the two terms of Bush that a lot of black people will cite as, you know, these were very difficult and harsh times for people of color and minorities. You know, we say, hey, you know, we've made a lot of accomplishments. We've come a long way. And for this to happen in this day and age, it seems like it's a slap in the face. Um, now, what you guys heard was um, that was a clip from the um, from NBA.com, and that was the uh, press release that they had regarding the, uh, you know, the tape that was made, uh, private taping that was made public and what their response to it was, you know. But uh, first – you know, since the dialogue, since you've already touched on it. Um, should we be upset about an 80-something-year-old man having these kinds of views in this day and age? And furthermore, and I know, Pekong, you're going to ring in on this thing here. Furthermore, do we actually conduct ourselves in such a way that would fuel the stereotypical, you know, comments that he made, you know, so the well, since you already well, touched, I'm gonna go with you first. Well, let me let me let me um put the Bible in it. You know, I said let me put some bass in it. Let me put some Bible mm-hmm. in it. In Matthew twenty four, 
the disciples asked Jesus Christ when was going to be his second coming and when was going to be the end of the world. So Jesus Christ begins to explain about how there will be wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes in diverse places, tumults of the people. And then he told them, be not troubled because the end is not yet. So if Christ told us not to be troubled at wars, rumors of wars and earthquakes in diverse places, why would I be troubled at some old man that's about to die? Why would I be troubled by that? See, the Bible gives a clear understanding of what life is, and that's what people don't have a clear understanding of what life is. They think that, oh, I'm so offended by this man's um, uh, views and what he said. First of all, how are you going to get justice on stolen land? Second of all, you mm-hmm. don't have no land of your own. You've been assimilated into another land that's been stolen. So that doesn't make any sense. You know, our people really need to wake up and see what they've lost, you know, the, um, to say those people. The Bible says we are no people. That's how far we're falling. But see, people, that, like I said, as long as you got a piece of chicken, and that's a stereotype, but as long as our people got some food to eat, some barbecue, or they can watch some entertainment or sports, they're good. Mm-hmm. When the Bible says we're kings and priests, that's too, that's too, the scripture says wisdom is too high for a fool. So that's, that's mm-hmm. our people don't want kind of knowledge. They want to squabble over these little things when, you know, we're supposed to have our own land. And see, having our own land means we have to repent back to the Lord. That's too mm-hmm. high. For they want to fight over some white man in the privacy of his own home, made some comments. And what, what, comments would they, what comments would we hear? If we if we put a, a, a secret uh, microphone in many of in Michael uh, who is it um Magic Johnson Magic Johnson, Johnson house will we will we be calling um, Donald Sterling a cracker mm. or worse well mm. that's something else I'm not depending no, I just want people to look at look. You know, we need to look at ourselves mm-hmm. rather than so look at Donald Trump and why are we so offended by a comment? Why are we not offended by all the murders in our community? Why are we offended by all the drugs in our community? Why don't we do something about that as well? Raise up an arms and have an arch about that. Wanting to give us some money to clean up the streets and the ghetto. We can we can use that two point five million. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Back to you. Yes, sir. I know I know you're sitting there quiet. But um yeah. you know, just just to go a little bit further on this point before we kinda of move on. I mean, really should should we be offended as people of color or minorities at, at the comments of the you know, this man? I mean, he basically told the young lady, Listen, don't bring no black people to my game. You know. Well and don't bring him and Well, you know, the thing about it is is one of the problems that, you know, we face is we as a people have removed so far from our power or source or wisdom that was given to us on any stretch where you deal with people with the Bible, they look at it as a fairy tale book. And that's one of the problems. And what has happened? We have turned into like childlike creatures. 
You know, if it's not you getting mad at someone that looks like Sterling, you want them to take care of you through the government and so on and so forth, right? And this is mm-hmm. the thing, right? We want we want so much to be loved, but we are shipwrecked ourselves based on what? The wisdom that we don't deal with. That's a whole big thing because you know what? A lot of people think that going to church, TDJ's, Creflo, or any neighborhood corner church next to the liquor store, is that's being spiritual, that's getting close to God, or that's uh, 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 you coming into learning Christ. But it's not. That which has been purported to be Christianity and being close to God in Christ is nothing but works of the devil and Satan. So then what do you have? The massive of our people lost, disenchanted, they Muslim, independent, uh, Buddhist, all these various different demonic, de- excuse me, demonic things when they don't deal with themselves according to the scriptures. And that's the, that's the main problem. So why are the stereotypes out there? Now, a lot of people say a stereotype is something that is purported where it's a negative reflection on somebody and it's not true. But most stereotypes are what? Steeped in some kind of truth. So now, mm. blacks got, you can look at our so-called blacks. First of all, we're calling ourselves a color. Or we're calling ourselves continents, African-American. That's based on the fact that we're so damn ignorant about who we are as a people we claim ourselves to be colors and land masses. That's just ridiculous. Everyone that's on this face of the earth comes from a family of people. We just don't know who our family is, but we won't turn to the source that will show us who our family is. We'll get, we'll get into some of that a little bit later. But what I want to deal with is this. You got these people running around like children. They want to suck on masses' tits. Or want him to come dry up their tears or give them a pacifier every time Master does something that they don't like. And it's getting totally ridiculous. This is the problem we have. Black men, I'm going to just say so-called, are some of the most emotional creatures on the planet. All they want to do is what? Say like slogans, no justice, no peace. Well, hell, we ain't been getting no justice. Where's the no peace? You know where the no peace is? Go to Chicago. Or any urban neighborhood that you know of. It's no peace, but it's us killing each other like this fucking season. That's the thing. And this is what I want to read here. This is Mm -hmm. the proof of why we are these people that this Bible is talking about. I'm going to read Jeremiah 4, verse 22. For my people is foolish. They have not known me. They are astonished children, and they have none understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good, they have no knowledge. So we don't know what, how to be. So what do we do? The NBA. I mean, it was a real funny, tough part representation of the NBA. It was called the National Crack Something Baby Association or something where they had these crack babies that was addicted to crack, and they were promoting them and doing it. Basically, the NBA, the NCAA, and all these things that we get into by sports, it's like a more 
pristine version of slavery. You got the Austrian block. It's called the draft. You know what I mean? You got the what? Mm. Combines where they go check. Remember how like in slavery times the master used to come in, check the teeth and the foot. And, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he saw him feel all the muscles. That's the combine. Mm-hmm. How fast can it run? How high can it jump? And, and we so caught up into thinking that that's success. Why? Because we're lost as a people. We're wise to do what is evil, but to do good, according to the scriptures, there is no understanding. We get upset at an old, crazy, senile, damn near demented, uh, suffering from dementia, 80-year-old man, but Barack Obama go in and tell you and convince you with Planned Parenthood to abort your babies to where the fact of so-called black people are aborting 51 to 52 percent of their children aren't even being born. But we don't get upset about that. Why? Because Barack Obama is black. He's a damn demented, evil man. Anyone that supports that foolishness of murder, because that's what it is, is evil. But we'll get upset about Donald Sterling and his million, but we'll look at Barack Obama and smile and go, oh, yeah, he's black. He's president. Now, I'm going to ask a question because you have people that will say, okay, well, how? What? what's the relevancy of bringing up the murder rate of, you know, of our people in Chicago? Uh, what? How is that relevant, you know, the, the abortion rate? Um, you know, the things that we do in our neighborhoods, how is that relevant to what? the issue that we're getting at hand? Well, because that plays into these stereotypes. When you really look at all this space, right, do you feel comfortable with dealing with a lot of your people in mass? Do you? No, no one so, you know about your people. Do you? It's one of those things. No, because it's okay. one of those things that we all know, depending on where you go and what's going on, some type of fight, either a fight is going to break out, or somebody's going to get shot, mm-hmm. or, you know, basically something, some type of harm of foolishness is going to go down. And, and when I we mean, say that, we say, we say more than not. It's like, okay, people like would say I'm crazy for saying this. And you know, you live in the Atlanta area, right? Mm-hmm. What's one of the things I tell you I can't move down there? <laughs> Oh, no, I'm going to say it because that's going to lead into one of the other topics that we're going to discuss a little later in the show. But you have a very, very uh, high population of homosexual black males down here. Okay, there you go. Now, is that something that I'm making up? No, it is what it is. You have higher crime rates there? Why? Because our people reside there. You understand what I'm saying? Any kind of place where we are still as a people, you have all these things, and then we get mad when somebody will say, well, I don't know if I want to deal with them because of this, this, that, and the other thing. And they're all true. It might not, it might not fit for every so-called black man or woman walking on a plane, but it's enough of them. I know because I've been living in this skin for a long time. I've been mm-hmm. all over the world. 
I've seen our people in action all over the world. And a lot of times when I go to visit other parts of the world, I don't go to the paradise or the, the luxury resort. I go to where people are down and out. And what do I see on there? Killing, murder, stealing, thieving, hatred. All these things that would make an old 80-year-old man say, I don't want to be around those people. But then we get upset. Mm-hmm. Hell, if you are a people that's committing murder on the babies in your belly at an alarming rate, what does that say about a people? You know, it's a saying that says that's one of the most dangerous places for a black child right now is in his mother's womb. Now, what does that say about that? What does that say about that people? See, people will go, oh, you hate your people. No, I love my people. That's why I'm telling you, you got to quit dealing with the foolishness and understand and come to some kind of right wisdom as it is written, not church, not the love of church, jumping up and down, Holy Ghost, singing songs, learning what the Bible is saying, the precepts, and by living by them, the understanding that Christ gave us. If we were doing that, we wouldn't have to find the Chicago murder rate, you know, and or the mayor, this Ron Emanuel dude going, well, you know, last year around this time there was 500-something killings. This year there's only 300. Like, that's acceptable. <laughs> hmm. This is the thing, and that's why it all ties into these stereotypes and the things that people say about so-called black people or African-American. And you notice how we have no power, right? That's another thing. That's what with the people. All these Negroes going around doing this pout and talk about, well, they should have, could have, and old master should do this. Well, we waiting for Master Silver to see what he's going to do. I wonder if he's going to make him sell his team. Oh, Master Silver, you the man in charge of the NBA. Master, what you going to do? That's what we're doing. Hmm. How is it? Let me, let me read yeah. this because um, it's very true what Kakama uh, is saying as far as we not having any any kind of any kind of power, you mm-hmm. know, where people still are subjected to racism today. But there's a reason for that, and I'm gonna read that. This is Deuteronomy 28:44. It says, "He shall live to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him." He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. So that's what it is. Our people have no power to do to do anything. You got to wait on someone else to give you justice, who basically is the same people that um, rape robbed the Native American Indians, and now they're kicking other people out, saying you're immigrants. So let me read on. It says, moreover. All these curses shall come upon thee, and shall pursue thee, and overtake thee, till thou be destroyed. Because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commandments and his statutes, which he commanded thee. So, our people are not keeping the, the commandments, you know. The, the scripture says, um, this is Lamentations, Lamentations 3 and 45. It says, Thou hast made us as the offscoring and refuse in the midst of the people. That's what our people are like. Our people are like refuse, like garbage. You go and see the, the, the places where our people live, they call it the ghetto. They call it the ghetto mm-hmm. not because 
the Jews are there, which our people are the Jews. They call it the ghetto because it's a refuge. It's it's uh it's like a garbage heap. That's what our people are like. Single mother parents, um baby daddy, baby mama, um, violence. That's when you go into the black uh the black community, what do you expect? You expect violence, you expect gangs, you expect drugs, you you expect um poor housing conditions, you expect um low uh graduations of uh, uh um education is bad or parents is bad and mm-hmm. poor, badly behaved. The list goes on and on and on. Why? Thou has made us the offscore and refuge in the midst of the people. Why? Because we keep not the commandments. So if we kept the commandments, then the Lord would be our forward and our rearward, and this would be a moot point. We didn't have to worry about God's party. Be in our own land, following our own God, keeping the commandments of God. But instead, what we have, we have a, a church on every corner. Going to church on Sunday, which is the day of sun, the day of the sun dying slowly. It's got nothing to do with the with the Bible or the commandments of the Most High. So these 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 conditions will persist. Like I said, it's like why why am I going to do a, a show about Donald Trump? Why are people so upset? We need to be upset at ourselves. You know, you made a few points like about Magic Johnson. Like Magic Johnson slept with every girl in in America. That's an exaggeration, uh, but of course he's mm-hmm. a basketball player, well-known, um, you know, celebrity. He's going everywhere, recognized, and you know, all of a sudden, beautiful women want to get with you, slept with her, he got AIDS. So is that a good example? Of course, it is a good example. Is there repentance? Should we have a second chance? Of course, we should. Mm-hmm. But know that. A good example. God's holding against them, and he's a damn adulterer. Got a mistress on the side. Who is he to talk? You know. But we have to look at ourselves. Forget what people say. We always must look at ourselves, and um, that's some of the points that we're trying to bring out. Is like, okay, Donald Sterling, who is he? We need to look at ourselves and see what we've done, what we're doing, and where we're going. Mm. Thank you. Uh, just real quick. You know, we can, I know that we've done many shows where we can go into the scriptures and show, you know, who we are. But I want to deal more so going to it a little bit more as far as some of the, uh, you know, the proof and, you know, how we know that we are the, the you know, the biblical Jews of the Bible. Because the thing is, some people will say, okay, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we do do these things. We do rob, steal, kill, murder, rape, all these other things in our own community because, the powers that be, I'm not even going to say the white man, okay, but the so-called powers that be have created these uh, situations. They've stacked the odds against the black man. They've uh, held us down. We've had these generations of poverty, and we're in a lower socioeconomic status, and we're in a lower, you know, lower quality of education. So people will say that, yeah, we are subject to these things because of the conditions of the so-called haves, if you will. And so I, I want to I, I want to address uh, see how y'all address it out of the scriptures because you know people are always going to try to gainsay the scriptures, but you know at the end of the day the word of the Lord is true. So I, I'd actually want to address that point. I I, I want to could I could I bring out something because I, I was holding the yeah. scripture, but 
it'll deal with going into this that point. Um, the point I was making is, and, and you know, our people get mad. I don't know how many times when I I just went on that diatribe after I read how we were wise to do evil, but to do good, no understanding. Then I went to the diatribe mm-hmm. of like a lot of the things that we suffer, and usually because our people, especially men, are so emotional, they get angry. But they really won't do what Godai wouldn't said. You have to really look at yourself as a people to see the things that you're doing and then try to understand why. Like, you get, like, different incidents that happen. You know, a young man, oh, like, the, the, the one kid was doing that slap game they do or a knockout game they do. They went to mm-hmm. knock out this one woman in the hood. She happened to be a 60-year-old woman that had a gun permit and had her gun. They came mm-hmm. to jump at her. She shot, them, shot two of them and killed her. She didn't get, and people are like, oh, gun control. Oh, wow. Why, you know what? Listen, if they were not playing that knockout game, would they be dead today? No. Exactly. That's the point of looking at yourself and taking responsibility for what you do. Now, I'm going to read this thing about the identification thing. And this is not a stretch. It's basically what Paul was saying. A lot of people don't understand, like Paul was writing these letters. He was dealing with his people, the Israelites. He said that's who mm-hmm. he was and that's what he was. So we're not going to go into those scriptures to deal with that, but I'm going to just read something he wrote in Romans, the first chapter. It says here, um, verse 18, Romans 1, verse 18 reads, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. So basically what happened was to the nation that was chosen through the Heavenly Father, he gave us certain understanding and wisdom, and the scriptures talk about it all over, or how we were supposed to conduct ourselves and live and be as the title of Godwin's show on Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock is, the kings and priests of the earth, righteous kings and priests, not no African kings and priests, great men of the Nile and the Fertile Crescent. That's crap, bull crap. That's what you were told, and that's what you've been suck, sucking up and believing. But we were the true kings and priests of the earth, chosen by the greatest power ever, and we were put on the right road by his son Christ. But mm-hmm. some of us don't want to deal with that. And this is what happens here. Verse 21, Romans 1, verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. So this is the key. We rejected and turned away from the wisdom of the Heavenly Father and we did everything we could from the jump. Just read your Bible. Even in the wilderness, and you're going from the wilderness to Joshua taking us into the uh, 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 promised land, we were still doing what? Foolishness going against our God. And all he has asked of us is as his people to be obedient to his word. Right? Mm-hmm. But we said, you know, the hell with that. We're not going to do it, and we're going to do whatever the hell we want to do. 
Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to read what you see going on today, right? Because against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burning their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. Now, read in verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them God in their knowledge, excuse me, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do the things which are not convenient. Now, the reprobate mind is you have the mind of someone that's just rejecting all common, decent order. Mm-hmm. What do you see on our people? When you go in mass, okay, when I visit you in the Atlanta area, what do mm-hmm. you see on our people? Reprobate. You got all these homosexuals. Matter of fact, didn't know that young rapper that wears a skirt or dress just got butt hurt uh, the other day in Buckhead? I think I, I think I think that was a uh, uh, from a source uh, uh, online news source like the Onion. I think that was like a spoof article. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. It might have been safe. Okay, but anyway, yeah, he's still, still rolling around wearing dresses, right? Mm-hmm. What do you have Great, man, when you go down there? You got the reprobate minds, these men, big, husky, grown, healthy, weightlifting, football linebacker looking men, running around, sashaying all over Atlanta, talking about, hey, 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 gay pride parades and all this other stuff. This is what happens when you don't deal with your guy. And it's so pronounced and so flaming among us as a people. No different than what other people do you know, right, that kill their mm-hmm. people and people that look like them day in, day out, like they're in war? What other people don't do that? Those are what? The kind of plagues and curses that we suffer as what? A people. Because we will not retain God in our knowledge, and you looking at the results of it. Real simple mm-hmm. and plain. Everybody's looking for oh, education. We need economic development. We got to march some more. We got to burn some more candles. Or oh, we got to call the White House. Or oh, we need to get our congressmen. Oh, I, I, you know, you vote for me. I'll set you free. All these things that we've been doing since I was a baby and I'm 53 years old. It hasn't worked and never will because we have to turn back to our power, our God, who is Son Christ, and repent. That's what we have to do. And part of that, which is the hardest part of that, is what Godiwa keeps saying, we don't want to look at ourselves. We want to cry about some 80-year-old billionaire, right, and what he said mm-hmm. and how he feels about us. That's what we want to do. Go ahead, bro. Now, I'm, I'm going to come back to um, what you said earlier a little later in the show because I don't want to get ahead of myself because, you know, you made the comment about, you know, the homosexual, the black male homosexual population in Atlanta. And, I mean, it's not Atlanta just ain't the spot. You know, we got, you know, homosexuals everywhere. But, um, you know, some people will take what you just said and equate that on the same level with what Donald Trump said. So I don't want to address that just yet. I'm, I'm going to get to that later because one of those uh, those questions, you know, people that hold those views, uh, similar views, 
for whatever reason, you know, that's not very popular in, in so-called today's culture. And I got I got a couple of clips I'm gonna play uh, in regards to that as well. Mm-hmm. But um, what I want to do is um, I want to take a, a before we go to break, I want to take a brief look at some things. Um, you know, just kind of leading into that because you had you know uh, Davis Malik's uh, Mavericks owner uh, Mark Cuban that you know he made a little little statement about you know basically really just going into stereotypes. You know, you can go online and find it, but in so many words, you know, he was like, listen, if I'm walking down the street at night and I see this young black kid in a hoodie with his pants hanging down behind, under his behind, he said, I'm walking to the other side of the street. He said, and by the same token, if I see some white guy with all of these tattoos up to his neck and all this other madness and stuff going on, I'm going to walk right back to the other side of the street. And his point was, is that, you know, he said, listen, everyone has some degree of so-called prejudice. And that prejudice is, is fueled by, you know, the stereotypes of people that look a certain way and conduct themselves in a certain behavior. So, and I think, you know, more to the point of it, it's like, listen, people are afraid of reality. And what we're dealing with is that, yeah, a lot of our people do conduct ourselves like heathens, like monkeys, apes, babbles, whatever, all of the slurs and the keywords that they use to describe our people. And when you look at the scriptures, that's not what the Lord set us up to be. Just, just point blank, you know. But I actually, um, I'm going to take a, a, a brief break. And when we come back, I'm going to go into the whole thing about so-called, I'm going to call it popular speech or pop culture and what's acceptable. Because we're going to bring some other, I'm going to deal with some other topics uh, that's along the lines as far as how they're perceived. So, y'all hold tight. The Body of Christ Church Radio Network broadcasts seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the BOCC. Listen to our archive broadcasts or check us out while we are live on the air. Come and visit us in the virtual living room at 2 o'clock p.m. on Sundays where we examine current topics according to the scriptures. Are you looking for the truth? Can you handle the truth? Find out on Mondays at 8 o'clock p.m. It doesn't matter what church you attend or philosophy you believe, take the challenge to see are you smarter than your pastor on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. The world is engrossed in darkness, but it shall be destroyed by the light. Check out From Darkness to Light at 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesdays where all manner of witchcraft, occult practices, and Satanism is exposed for what it is. Before the light comes, It's time to awake on Thursday at 8 o'clock p.m. If you are seeking salvation, listen to Repentance is the Key, Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m. And after you've listened to all of these shows, find out how we will become kings and priests Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. All shows are on Eastern Standard Time. Remember to check out the Body of Christ Church seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the VOCC. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash T-H-E-B-O-C-C. Shalom.
You can't have wealthy brown people. There are no wealthy black or brown people in America. We got the rich ones. We don't got no wealth. People go, what's the difference? Here's the difference. Shaq is rich. The white man that signs his check is wealthy. Ah, here you go, Shaq. Go buy yourself a bouncing car. Bling, bling. I'm not talking about rich, I'm talking about wealth, okay? I'm talking about the white family that owns all the yeah. Similac, those rich, yeah. okay? I'm talking about the white family that owns the color blue, those rich bastards, okay? I ain't talking about Oprah, I'm talking about Bill Gates, okay? If Bill Gates woke up tomorrow with Oprah's money, he'd jump out of yeah. window. He slid his throat on the way down. I can't even put gas in my plane. I'm not talking about rich. I'm talking about wealth. Because wealth will set us free, okay? Because wealth is empowering. Wealth can uplift communities from poverty, okay? A white man gets wealthy, he builds Walmart and makes other white people have money. A brother gets rich, he buys some jewelry, okay? Do you know what I'm talking about? I ain't talking about rich, I'm talking about wealth. Wealth is passed out from generation to generation. You can't get rid of wealth. Rich is something you can lose with a crazy summer in a drug habit. Rick James was rich. One minute you're singing Super Freak, the next minute you're doing Old Navy commercials. Give it to me, baby. Give me corduroy. Not talking about rich, I'm talking about wealth. Now don't get me wrong. It's not all white people's fault that black and brown people don't have any wealth. Maybe, now just maybe, Maybe if we didn't spend all our money on rims, we might have some to invest. We don't give a boy. Black people, we love rims. We will put shiny ass rims on any piece of car in the world. We don't give a A brother put rims on a toaster if you let him. Yo, man, I got some raisin toast sitting on 22. That was just an excerpt from uh, Chris Rock. We did. I forgot whether that was from Digger and Black or one of those, uh, one of his earlier stand-up routines. But uh, just to add a little humor in there, and it's funny how much humor is in the truth. (laughs) You know, now, and the sad part about it is the truth that he was speaking, you actually had some black people that got mad at that, too. But anyway, just speaking to, you know, the stereotypes, for those of you who are just joining us, uh, this is Repentance is the Key, and the topic that we're dealing with is really should should minorities or black people be upset about Donald Sterling's comments. And, you know, you have people, like, you know, I remember just speaking to a few people when this thing first, you know, kind of hit the, uh, you know, hit the fan, so to speak. 
you know, some of the, some black people I spoke to was like, man, oh, if I was if I was a Clippers player, I wouldn't play for him. I, I boycott and I do this, and it's like, okay, I'm you know you're upset, but what is that going to accomplish? You know, and you know, just had people that were making what I, I would call this off the cuff, uh, just off the cuff remarks and emotional remarks, and me having knee jerk reactions to something. Because one of the things that they're actually getting into is the fact that, you know, they're looking at the legal aspect of it because you have a lot of people that want to bring into play, uh, you know, the First Amendment or whatever, the, the right of freedom of speech. Um, and one of the things that actually, you know, kind of puts a, a certain light on that is the fact that being a uh, franchise owner of an NBA team, they have certain bylaws and uh, their own constitution that they have to abide by, which kind of leads me into my second question of can you legislate morality or can you legislate how someone is supposed to believe or feel? Um, I want to play a, a, some of a clip from the uh, press conference that Adam Sterling held and some of the questions that were, at, that was, uh, were posed to him uh, about that specific topic. Yeah, hold tight. Jovian with Fox News with Kelly File. Uh, should someone lose their team for remarks shared in private? Is this a slippery slope? Whether or not these remarks were initially shared in private, they are now public, and they represent his views. Second row, right on the right side here, Commissioner Silver, Brandon Robinson of The Source Magazine. Obviously, CarMax uh, and State Farm withdrew their sponsorship with the L.A. Clippers. As you, the commissioner of the NBA, what would you tell other people who are maybe on the fence or people who have withdrawn to want to, in the future, invest in, in one of your franchises of the, the L.A. Clippers? I would say that those marketing partners of the Clippers and partners of the entire NBA should judge us by our response to this incident. And I think we've responded appropriately, and I would be hopeful that they would return um, into their business relationships with the Clippers. Okay, so you heard the response there for two questions. One of the two questions. I actually want to deal with the first question and really more so his response. And his response was whether or not you know the conversation was public or private. The fact that it has come out to the public—that's basically his view. You know, those are his views, and we have to act appropriately, more or less. So. Are we living, beginning to live in, in a society where basically we can be so-called punished for our views? Good I, I want to I wanna pose that question to you first <laughs> because just going back to uh, some of the things that were said in the earlier part of the show with regards to homosexuals, I know that, you know, there were times, of, I mean, there are many things that we say on this show and other shows on the Body of Christ Radio Network, when we read straight out of the Bible, thus says the Lord, that many people would equate those to the very same thing that Donald Sterling said. It would be seen in, in the very same light. So my, my question is, are we beginning to live in a society where, regardless of your views, that people will feel entitled to basically impact your ability to earn wealth or to even just pay your bills? I don't even say earn wealth, just to pay your bills and to live a quiet and peaceful life. Well, society basically is screwed. Let me let me just say that because it's such a it's such an evil world. You know, 
And um, even where, you know, the basic principles of love thy neighbor and keep the commandments, you know, people are, you know, how are you going to judge someone for something that they say? And like the brother Kakumgabar said, you're going to go and abort your baby thousands and thousands of babies. And a lot of, a lot of these abortions are, you know, live birth, meaning the baby has been born and then they put it to death. So mm-hmm. these are just words that came out of his his mouth. So this this is a screwed up society. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a society that has to be done away with. It cannot it cannot persist because it's a democracy. So basically, in a democracy, you can make evil legal, and that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They make it things that. You know, clearly, as defined in the scriptures, was evil, was abominations, homosexuality, adultery, all those things are now legal. Just, you know, you know, and people, oh, well, you're going to pick on the gay people. We're not picking on um, gay people. According to the Bible, it's abomination. But under Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, you know, in the Old Testament, under two or three witnesses, you put to death. Where Jesus Christ brought mm-hmm. mercy. And faith, so people can repent. Because a lot of people forget that oh, the Bible is such a bloody book. And this is the, if you do wickedness in the Old Testament, you will put to death on the two or three witnesses. On the Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you get a second chance. Most people forget that. And you know, Christ taught peace that we should be at peace with all men. It's one of the, the doctrines of Paul. Who was a disciple? People forget that. They don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. What do they want to deal with? They want to deal with their emotions. They want to deal with their highly charged emotions, entertainment, strife. Strife is entertainment. Fighting and arguing is entertainment. Peace is not entertaining. Okay? If peace was such entertainment, then it would be peace. There is no peace because this is a satanic world. It's not the new age. It's the old age. It's the oldest trick in the book. So people feed into it, and they feed those different evil spirits that run the world. Because this isn't Christ's world. This is an evil world. And one thing I wanted to address, I wanted to bring up a scripture about about where Chris Rock was speaking about wealth. Well, how was will, how was your wealth determined? Your wealth was determined by land. So this is Deuteronomy 32. It says, when the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance. So every nation is supposed to have their own inheritance of land. So where is our land? People making these points about, oh, this person is rich and they, you know, they're going to create job. He has the power to create job opportunities. So why do we have the power to create job opportunities? Is because we broke the commandments of the whole uh, of the heavenly Father. You know, people get sick and tired of hearing that. Oh, we broke the commandments. We broke the commandments. We broke. So what? We're in America now. So let's make the best of it. No, America is going to be destroyed. This world is going to be destroyed according to the Bible. You go, if you read your Bible, the Bible says there's going to be a new heaven and there's going to be a new earth. So there's going to be some changes. There's going to be some changes. And see, our people don't want to change. They're the same people that came out of Egypt, getting their backside whipped, tore up every day, and said, let's go back there. See, mm-hmm. our people, they don't want to do better. They, they're happy with, you know, with the state. They don't want their own land. They might have to go through some work and make a decision. They might have to leave their household. They might have to get their children in order. They might have to get their wife in order. They might have to get the, the community in order. No, I'm not going to do that. Let somebody else do it. 
That's called mm. being a slave, man. You know, the Most High is setting up men that's going to follow him, no matter what the public view is, because that's what the prophets did. That's what Jesus Christ did. When he's standing in front of Pontius Pilate, Pontius Pilate told him, look, i got the power to let you go. He said, you have no power except what my father gave you. So that's the faith mm. that I would need to return to. And stop, this, this is trivial. This is trivial when our children are dying. This is trivial when our children can't get a decent, decent education. Stop depending on the damn school to educate your child. Educate them. Google it. You can do everything. No, these teachers are bad. No, you're a bad parent. So, and, mm. and the Bible has to be the foundation of what we're dealing with. That has to be the foundation, and then we'll be able to deal with well, Donald Sterling, whoever, racism. We'll be able to deal with the whole lot of everything. Mm-hmm. That's it. Let me finish mm-hmm. the scripture. Yeah, go ahead. I was saying, we have no wealth. We're rich. We have no wealth. It says, when the Most mm-hmm. High divided to the nation their inheritance, so every nation is supposed to have their own land. Not that I'm uh, always talking about segregation. Now, I'm talking about inheritance. So inheritance is something you inherit from your father is passed down. Like you said, you can't get rid of wealth. So he wasn't supposed to be able mm-hmm. to get rid of our land, but our land was taken from us because land gives you power. It says when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. So every tribe got their own part of Land. He separated the sons of Adam mm-hmm. and said, here's your land, here's your land, here's your land, here's your land, here's your land. But what do the people do? People are so wicked now. They buy up all the land, and there's nowhere for, for people to have their own land. There's no mm-hmm. way to set up man where he's in, the, he's in the earth by himself alone with his family. You're in, the, you're, in a, you're in a flat or you're in an apartment or you're in a house joined to another house. That's wicked. See, the most I gave us, but there's going to be a turnaround, and that turnaround is going to be when Jesus Christ comes. So that's something that we pray for and that we're trying to lead our people to, to get them healthy, because our people are not healthy. They're very sick. They're very sick with, with sins. Even like this is a discussion. Like this guy said what he said, look, we're going to deal with these other issues because that's more important. Back to you. Mm-hmm. Because really, I mean, because, and the thing is, now, the only reason I'm touching on this is just for the simple fact that, you know, you, you have the, the, the day agenda that's basically being rammed down everyone's throats. Um, he was, I think, the NFL player that Miami, uh, Miami Dolphins, uh, safety, I think his name was Don Jones. Uh, they said he was fined for an undisclosed amount when, uh, he saw, um, What's the what's the guy's name that kissed his uh his man when he got drafted to the NFL? Um, Sam. Sam. Michael Sam. I think Sam. Sam. Yeah. Right. And I think I think he had tweeted uh horrible, and they banned him. <laughs> I think he got uh <laughs> he got like uh banned from like not banned but uh suspended for like oh, a few games suspended. and got a fine and all. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's like because people try to equate those comments with the same thing that Donald Sterling was saying. Or they try to equate the the struggle that homosexuals are going through with the civil rights era, and it's like, listen, 
Sterling is making those statements because he, he's a jackass, okay? And not only, you know, not only that, but we, we've given him, a, you know, by the conduct of our people as a whole, that basically gives him what he has, he has the evidence. You know, people, other nations and other people have the evidence to say right. the things that they say about our people. And right. then hey, you get hey. mad. Go ahead, Kikone. I'm sorry. I, I'm just bubbling. I keep interrupting. I, I nah, just wanted, nah, go ahead. The whole thing is about what you say. And I'm going to deal with that because you asked the question. Because should you be held to what you say? Yeah, because, mm-hmm. I mean, scriptures say that. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you don't, okay, he didn't triple or rock, fart, and then it just mistakenly came out. You know what I mean? That, that didn't come out. I'm going to read the scripture. Luke 6, mm-hmm. 40, Luke, the 6th chapter, verse 45. A good man out of the treasure, excuse me, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. The heart is talking about is not your blood pumping heart, it's talking about your mind. So that was already in him to come out of him. So it ain't no, you know, if, if we never had the tape and no one ever heard that, he wouldn't have been on Anderson Cooper talking about, oh, I'm so sorry for all the people mm-hmm. I've heard and I've done this. No, you got caught. That's what happened. Because yep. that just didn't appear, right? That was already in you, that's why you said what you said, because that was in your mind. And that's mm-hmm. what it is. Now, I, I can live with that, because I'd rather, like people used to look at me crazy, I'd rather deal with someone if they're racist, openly racist, and honest about it, than I deal with these so-called progressive liberals. That say they're not racist, and they're the most racist people on the planet. But they deny it. Mm. You know? So this is the thing. What's the emotion about? That's where that man's head is at. And can you legislate that? Hey, let's look at it. Let's go down memory lane. Just look at Greek history. Let's deal with Emancipation Proclamation. Mm -hmm. Why do you have a Juneteenth celebration? Why? Oh, wow. People don't even know why they had Juneteenth. It was because when the legislation came out to the slaves, some of the slaves didn't get the memo and the masters wasn't even letting them know. So what, mm-hmm. two, three, four years later. So they found out late. Okay, so that was a law, right? To legislate them mm-hmm. free. Correct? Let's mm-hmm. deal with good marshals, separate but equal. I know most of the kids in school don't even understand this stuff. Oh, wait a minute. Let's go to um, Dred Scott decision. Let's deal with Thurgood Marshall, separate but equal. Let's deal with uh, civil rights rights legislation. Let's deal Mm -hmm. why do you have redlining? Why do you have banks still not loaning to people based on color? Why do you have certain areas where certain people of color, certain people of different views can't buy Houses and certain. Why do you have this going on? Cause you can't legislate. Cause laws are made to be broken. 
<laughs> a lot of people don't understand that. They think if they just throw another law and it's some piece of legislation, that that's going to make people take heat. No. That's just going to make more criminals because if somebody doesn't really like the law, they're not going to follow it. They're going to be a break of the law. Thus, you have criminals. Now, the other thing, though, you said something. Mm-hmm. And this is a question I always ask people. They always try to equate that uh, homosexual thing, like you said, the guy got fined for the, from the NFL, because mm-hmm. this man, this man, not unlike a lot of what I see when I go to Atlanta, and I'm picking on Atlanta because it's, it's right. Big, husky, giant man, linebacker that he is, reaches over and kisses another man in the mouth. And we're supposed to be okay with that, right? And then mm-hmm. when you say something, because it was repulsive to a lot of people, but a lot of people feel that they'll get some kind of, like, uh, retribution if they say something. I'll jump up and down and say, I don't give a damn who says it. That's disgusting. It's evil. It's an abomination in the sight of God. Let me say it again, if you didn't hear me. Sam kissing his man, that is wise, but that's, that's repulsive. Sam kissing his man is evil, it's repugnant, it's an abomination, and it's disgusting. That's what thus saith the Lord says. Now, you try to relate that to civil rights or what race relations fight and all this other stuff. This is mm-hmm. the one question I always ask people. Show me in the Bible or any writing, except for the Book of Mormon, where there was a sin to be black-skinned. Mm. I do you know that. But even in the Book of Mormon was changed in 1973. So show me where it's a sin to be of a certain hue. I can show you all day, not only in the Bible, but in other beliefs, where man taking his ride and placing it on another man in any kind of way for intimacy is an abomination in a sense. So they're not the same. That was it. Yeah, I mean, because you look at, let's say, you know, those are so-called, not, and I say so-called because that's really how it's taken. That that's Those are not very popular views. If you go back and you listen to that, that press conference in, in its entirety, um, you know, it, it just goes to show that when you join yourself to, to certain organizations, it's like, listen, we have bylaws and we have our own constitution. Basically keep your dang views to yourself. And, you know, you, you pretty much just brought it out. Basically, Donald Sterling got caught because when you look at, and this is a, this is a thing that's funny, and that, this just shows you the, the uh, level of hypocrisy that's in the world. So, one, what was this? I think it was back in, like, 90-something or early, at early 2000, like 2004, 2008, somewhere around there. Um, you had Elgin, the basketball home of fame, Elgin Baylor that made accusations against Donald Sterling, actually filed a lawsuit against him. He lost, but he's basically on record, of, you know, speaking about the character of this man. 
you know, and, and some of the, the things that the comments that he made, his conduct, his view, how he views his players and everything else. Um, you had another lawsuit that was filed against him. I think this one was settled out of court um, about not wanting to rent his uh, properties to minorities, blacks and Latinos. You know, we're talking about Latino men. All they do is hang around the house and drink all the time. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, there, there were a couple of different lawsuits. And I, I think during that, that uh, press conference, that question was actually posed. They were like, okay, well, you have all of these incidents uh, and records, and, and, you know, of racist accusations. And y'all didn't feel that it was necessary to, you know, take any kind of action then. And you know, you know, uh, Adam Silver just basically more or less went on the record to say, like, listen, you know, we followed those things, but he, he was not convicted or accused or found guilty in any of those cases. The other one, he settled out of court. So basically, they can hide behind, well, according to the laws on the books, he wasn't convicted of this or this wasn't official, so we didn't feel the need to act. And now, you know, it's like, well, based on this evidence that has come out, this concrete evidence, now we have to act, you know. So it's one of those things where they find themselves, they have a script to say they're accusing or excusing one another. You know, it's just a law unto itself when it's convenient for them to, you know, have their judgments executed in in the popular opinion, by the popular opinion, then that's what they're going to do. But the other thing also, um, before I, because I'm going to go ahead and try and wrap this thing up. Just to go back and push to the point of, you know, just dealing with the so-called uh, stereotypes and everything, you know, because people are basically getting upset over, you know, a man that was jealous and thought it was a private conversation, but he got out. I'm going to read something out of Deuteronomy chapter 4, and I'm going to read verses 5 and 6. And this is in regards to how other people view us and versus how we conduct ourselves. This is Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 5. It says, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me. Now, this is Moses speaking to the children of Israel as after we were led out of Egypt. I'm going to start again from the top. It says, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me that ye should do so in the land whither ye go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. So we're reading out of the Bible what the Lord gave to us that would cause us, if we apply these things, that would cause us to have the so-called love and adoration and ad- and and the uh, respect of other nations. It wasn't going to be because anything that we did. It was going to be because what? We followed the commandments of the Lord. I'm going to read verse 6 again. He said, keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations. Because when you look at some of the things the, the things that we embrace. Okay. You look at the whole the baby daddy and the baby mama syndrome. Okay. You look at the, the being hood rich. 
all of the, the just the mentality that we have as a people, all of those things that we embrace, all of the things that we uplift as this is black culture. You know, is it, oh well, we got beef. You know, we gonna get this out. I got to be on top. I'm the top dog, and ain't nobody gonna talk to me like that. And you know, we got this thing and this our turf, and we gonna defend our turf. And just all of the negative things. I knocked this this chick off. I knocked that one out. I knocked this one off. All of the things and the images that you see on TV that get the most views, and we call it, oh, well, you can't knock that person's hustle. I'm not going to judge another man on how they feed their family. But guess what? The Lord is going to judge that man and that woman on how they feed their family because I'm going to get it real quick. Where he says, be not deceived. I believe that's, um, oh, gosh. I think that is, I'll give it here in a second. But you look at a lot of the things that our people embrace that we uplift as being mm-hmm. positive for the sake of getting money and for the sake of so-called supporting yourself. Mm-hmm. Those things are in direct opposition to the gospel of repentance through Christ. Are you looking for Second Peter 3? I, I'm sorry. I that might be what it is. Second Peter 3. About the slack, this promise. I think it is. About verse nine. Yeah, that that'll pretty much take me to the point. Mm-hmm. That that'll take me to the point. Uh, this is Second Peter chapter three and verse nine. It says, "The Lord is not slight concerning His promise, as some men count slightness." But is long suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And that's what we're dealing with. And the sad part is that when you go into the Bible and say, hey, listen, a man dealing with another man that he's supposed to deal with a woman is an abomination in the sight of the Lord. When you read it at the Bible, oh, that's hate speech. Mm. Or if you read out of the Bible, hey, you know, according to the Bible, fornication is a sin. Being a man that's going around dealing with a whole bunch of women. We embrace that open-hearted. A woman that's going out dealing with a whole bunch of men, just going from this man to that man to that man to that man. You know, somebody make a sex tape. We embrace those things. We uplift those things. And then when somebody tries to speak some type of uh, spent, I have some type of moral compass about uh, a certain uh, event. Oh, well, now you hate me. Now you're judging somebody. But these are the things that the Lord says are an abomination. And that's the doctrine of Christ saying, listen, he says that this the gospel of repentance is that the Lord is not willing that any should perish. He says, but that all should come to repentance. Going back to what they call in the world, personal, having a personal, personal responsibility, being responsible mm-hmm. for your actions, having self-control, or what is something that uh, scriptures call temperance. That's what repentance is about, meaning that we're looking at the example of Christ, Jesus Christ, not the not the blue-eyed, blonde-haired Jesus Christ in a lot of these churches. And, and, the, and to be honest with you, not the so-called black Jesus Christ that a lot of these other people are following either. They, they hate everybody. All you know is black people, and that's it. No, we're talking about the Jesus Christ in the Bible. It says that what? But that all should come to repentance. The Jesus Christ that said, live peaceably with other men. 
So that's pretty much all I have, uh, brother. Y'all have any closing statements before we uh, end for the evening? Good night. Good. Yes. What our people have to realize is that our salvation is only going to come through through Christ. You know, um, to come to the ball, I kept saying, you know, you're looking at masters, this and this and that. And basically, excuse me, like the scripture says, that we've chosen many lovers, but we we don't have the love for the most high. So we're always looking for help from, you know, men. When the scriptures tell us not to make flesh our arm, we have to look and put our trust in the most high in Jesus Christ. That's what our people truly have to come back to. You know, the leaders that's leading our people, they were merely not leading them to 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 Christ as it is written. So mm-hmm. I'm to read um Isaiah eight and twenty. Isaiah the eighth chapter and the twentieth verse. And I read this because this this is this is like a litmus test for, for people to understand and, and and recognize that the Bible is the foundation. If you're not dealing with the Bible or the scriptures, then you're dealing with darkness, you're dealing with Satanism, you're dealing with demonology, you're dealing with everything that's in the darkness except the Heavenly Father. So this is Isaiah 8 and 20. It's to the law and to the testimony which is the Bible, the scriptures, if they speak not according to this word, is because there is no light in them. So we're speaking about Donald Sterling, racism, a few other things, but we keep bringing out the scriptures to show, like, look, this is the reason why. This is the reason why you're going to face racism in America. It's 2014, and, you know, racism is supposed to be dead like president. That doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean we still have no inheritance we still call ourselves African American, blacks, Negro, all these different languages of bywords and proverbs that's put on us because we are cursed people that we broke the commandments of the most high. That's how the man can say, I don't want these people to come to my games. Don't just bring these people to my games. What people is he talking about? Other people are brown. Other people are brown. You have Asians that's brown, you have Indians that's brown. So what people are talking about? He's talking about us, the same people that the Lord is talking about. So we really need to come back to the foundation, and that's the scriptures, and don't listen to anyone unless they're going according to what the word has said, not their own mouth. Mm. All right. Do you have any uh, closing statements before we uh, head on out of here? Yes, I do. I want to deal with the fact that we have a misunderstanding of who God is as a people because Mm -hmm. the way we complain and whine and try to suck the breast tit and get remedies for our oppression from the white man, it's almost like we have like a serious love-hate relationship with this guy. We want him on Mm -hmm. the one hand to love us and then we hate him on the other hand. It's confusion. Mm -hmm. And the whole point about it is, is you know, sometimes when we t- say people to people, it's not the white man. We get hatred from the, the black groups that hate the white man. 
And then white people hear us say white men, and they say, oh, they're black racists. And they don't understand what we're saying. We're saying quit blaming the white man and look at yourself because the white man, as far as the most highest concern for what he's doing, the man or the power that be, they're only raised up for our punishment and destruction. So when we turn to God, that's where we're going to get our re- our uh, reprieve, if you will. But I'm going to read mm-hmm. this because sometimes people are confused. Isaiah 45. It was a time where he raised up nations to what? Come up against his people. But let's deal with what it says because it's very clear why he's doing it. Uh, it says here in Isaiah 45, let me just pick up in the conversation. I'll start at verse 3. It says, And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which called thee by thy name, am the God of Israel. He's the God of that nation. Not all people. Mm -hmm. The God of the nation of Israel. Yeah, he's the same one that created the universe and all their things in. Because this is what the Bible is saying. Read in verse 4. For Jacob my servant's sake and Israel mine elect. Wait a minute. Jacob his servant, the father of the nation of Israel, his elect, not all people, I have even called thee by thy name. I have surnamed thee, though thou hast not known me. Verse 5. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me. So he's witnessing to us through his word that there is no other power. So why are we always marching and crying to the so-called white man in this country? So-called African-Americans, it's like, you know, you're just like babies. Like, little ch- why don't you try turning to your God? Let's give that a try in sincerity and truth. Because there's only one, the white man is not him. The white man is not God. That's how we treat him. Oh, Don, Don Sterling said he doesn't love us anymore. What is the world coming to? Who gives a damn? Verse 6, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none besides me. I am the Lord and there is none else. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So that's what we got to start realizing, that we have a God, he has a son that he sent for us to follow. Thus saith the Lord, not what you're being told. Thus saith the Lord, as it is written, we're supposed to follow him. That's our God. If we return to him, we're going to get peace. We're going to get light. We're going to get good things. But if we continue to go in a spiral calling ourselves African-American and being all we can be in America, these fools running around talking about they're part of the Tea Party or they're, they're patriots and they, they live for this country. And the very document that these so-called patriots and these damn constitutionalists turn to didn't have you in mind when they was talking about all men created equal in the eyes of God. You are an animal. Mm-hmm. You are property. So how the hell did you put some kind of solace in that? How the hell are you going to get justice from people that had you in captivity that didn't give a damn about you other than 
what your worst was as far as their property. That's what this country was made of. It was what? Built on the backs of slaves. And this country was what? Stolen and conquered. And that's what it is. So we have to deal with turning to God, the God of the Bible, not the God of people's minds. The God that's written about in the Bible, you need to pick it up and read it and figure out who that guy is because a lot of people don't know him. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. And then we wouldn't be worried about some demented rich guy saying, why are you hanging out with black people? Why do you bring them to my games? We wouldn't even be worried about that <laughs> if we just turned to our Lord. That was it. All right, and actually, I, I just I just I found what I was looking for because I, I'm a, I want to address just one thing before I go back to the scripture. I was looking for the scripture in First Corinthians chapter six, verses nine through eleven, uh, initially. Mm. But I want to read this real quick before we uh, before we leave out because I, I've had similar discussions with you know with some coworkers, and you know they look at the whole thing of you know well you know we wouldn't have all of these rights if people didn't vote and didn't march. I'm going to read this, Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 11. It says, The Lord said, Verily it shall be well with thy remnant. Verily I will cause the enemy to entreat thee well in the time of evil and the time of affliction. So we understand, those of us that have the true understanding of the scriptures know that that's how things played out as far as the marches and the laws being passed, the Civil Rights Act, and all of these other things. But we know who who the real power is that had his hand in the back of, back of these people that made these decisions, so-called. The Lord said that he was going to cause the enemy to entreat as well in a time of evil, in a time of affliction. That's why these things would ease up off of us to allow us the space to be able to repent. It ain't have nothing to do with how somebody felt about us. Mm. That's the real story. And when you look at the history of the children of Israel in the Bible, any time we went into captivity, under another nation, it was because we sinned against the Lord. And any time we got a reprieve from that, it was because we turned back again to the Lord. That's where the power is. The Bible, when you read the scripture earlier, it says, listen, he's the God. He has all the power. Which leads me in closing to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm going to start at verse 9, because this is really what I was looking for earlier. It says that, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortionists shall inherit the kingdom of God. Because that's what we're dealing with, repentance through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And if any of these things be in us, these are the things that we have to repent of. But no, that's hate speech. No, you judging people. No, you wicked. And you're not recognizing and giving the preeminence to the Son of the Heavenly Father. Verse 11, because this is the important point. If anybody listening to this show takes away anything, this is the important point. After going through that list, and it's not an exhaustive list, that's kind of a catch-all list, okay? This is a what? And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. That's what repentance is about. That's how we're going to get our so-called 
freedom and not have to worry about what some old old fool is saying about don't bring nobody to my game and you can do this. I don't care what you do. And blah, 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 blah. It's like it's foolishness. That's what's going to cause us to uplift our community and not embrace the garbage and dunghills that we just love to to put on a pedestal. So with that, I want to give all praises and thanks to the Heavenly Father in Christ for allowing us to come again on another show and to preach His Holy Word. And uh, brothers, I'd like to thank you for being on the show this evening. And uh, Lord will, we'll do it again sometime soon. So with that, I'll say shalom. Shalom. If you've enjoyed today's program, join us next week for another installment of Repentance is the Key, airing every Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also visit us on our website, www.thebocc.com, and our YouTube page, www.youtube.com forward slash thebocc1. Once again, that address is www.thebocc.com and www.youtube.com forward slash the BOCC1. Acts chapter 17 verse 30. In the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. of a person having a phone conversation in the elevator. What? Yeah, no, I'm in the elevator. The elevator! Yeah! Anyway, I bundled our home and auto insurance through Progressive. No, bundled! We're going to say...